Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Musicians of the Old Post Road. In this episode, we explore the life and musical interests of Thomas Jefferson during the time he was in Paris from 1784 to 1789, serving as a trade minister and ambassador for the fledgling United States. At that time, the cultural scene in Paris was abundant with music making, from instrumental music concerts to full-scale opera productions. It was a stimulating place for our music-loving statesmen. Thomas Jefferson wrote that music furnishes a delightful recreation for the hours of respite from the cares of the day and lasts us through life. A testimony to the importance that music held for him his whole life. Jefferson was an amateur violinist who played chamber music with friends, his wife Martha, and his daughters Patsy and Polly. He was an avid consumer of culture, amassing a substantial music library over the course of his life and attending concerts and other cultural events. In our time, he would have been described as a true culture vulture. His time in Paris in the 1780s gave him the opportunity to take in the rich musical culture of the city. The memorandum books of expenses he kept while there document costs for forte piano rental, sheet music acquisitions, and numerous ticket purchases for concerts and opera performances. Among the concerts he most frequently attended was the Concert Spirituel, one of the first public concert series in existence. In 1785 alone, he attended multiple performances on this series, hearing works by renowned international composers and performers of the day. This podcast episode focuses on five of the musicians Jefferson heard. The opera composers François-Joseph Gossec, Antonio Sacchini, Niccolò Piccini, the virtuoso violinist Madalena Sirman, and the virtuoso organist and harpsichordist Claude Balbatre, who was keyboard teacher of Jefferson's daughters Polly and Patsy while they were in Paris. François-Joseph Gossec was a prominent opera composer and conductor. He was the first director of the Royal School of Singing in Paris. Newly founded in 1784, it was a precursor to the Paris Conservatory. Gossec was also a successful and prolific composer of instrumental music, including symphonies and chamber music. Jefferson is known to have heard one of his works on the Concert Spirituel on August 15th in 1785. We will now hear a quartet for flute and strings from Gossec's Opus 14, published in 1770. It is his only opus for that instrumental combination. The piece is full of rhythmic drive and lively dialogue shared nearly equally among the instruments. Thank you. 
musical personality we include on this program is the violinist Maddalena Lombardini Searman. She was born to poverty-stricken parents and began her musical studies at the age of seven at an orphanage that provided musical training for orphaned girls in Venice. Due to her considerable talent, she was given permission to leave the orphanage for a period of time to study with the violin virtuoso Giuseppe Tartini. At the age of 21, Sierman was awarded her maestro license and allowed to pursue a musical career outside of Venice. At that time, she married the renowned violinist Ludovico Sierman, and the couple began touring together. She rapidly established a reputation as one of the finest violinists and composers to have been educated at an Italian orphanage. Her touring career took her to Paris, London, and even as far away as Russia. Her final concerts in Paris were in 1785 when Jefferson was living there, and he is known to have purchased tickets to her performance at the Concert Spirituel on May 5, 1785. Her trio in D major for two violins and cello is an inventive work and has clever dialogue between the three instruments with many dramatic surprises. We will hear the minuet from this work, in which the middle part is unexpectedly interrupted with a brash and brilliant section in duple meter. Thank you. 
For Thomas Jefferson, providing a good musical education for both of his daughters was always of great importance. In Paris, he sought out one of the city's finest harpsichordists, Claude Balbatre, for Patsy's and Polly's tutelage. Jefferson purchased sheet music of Balbatre's compositions, and they surely became part of both daughters' repertoire. One of Balbatre's last performances was his arrangement of and variations on La Marseillaise. The playful variations, that at times are almost tongue-in-cheek, contain elements of program music that depict fiery combat and the flight of enemies. Listen for the cannons near the end. <laughs> 
Another composer whose works Jefferson heard in Paris was Antonio Sacchini. His pieces were featured in Concert Spirituel programs in August and December of 1785. Jefferson also heard operas composed by Sacchini while attending the Paris Opera, where Sacchini was one of the scene's rising stars. In fact, he attended performances of Sacchini's Dardanus with his dear companion, the painter and composer Maria Cosway. They were both taken with one of its arias, Jour Heureux, and Jefferson referenced this aria in a letter he wrote to her after returning to the States. 
Next, we will hear the first movement of Sacchini's String Quartet No. 6 in A major, published in 1781. Marked Largo Sostenuto, contains lush, unfolding harmonies. The second movement is a lively and erudite fugue, an unusual movement type for a French quartet of this period.
One of the most popular opera composers of the 18th century was Niccolò Piccini. He became the widely recognized leader of Neapolitan opera buffa, also known as comic opera. He was brought to Paris by Queen Marie Antoinette. His stature as an opera composer was kept in the public eye through a concocted rivalry between him and the German opera composer Christoph Gluck, who was also in Paris. Jefferson heard Piccini's works at both the Paris Opera and on the Concert Spirituel series. He also consulted with Piccini for advice about purchasing a forte piano for Patsy. We conclude this podcast episode with one of Piccini's very few surviving instrumental works, his sparkling and colorful flute concerto in D major. The lively opening movement unfolds like an opera overture with its various themes seeming to introduce a cast of characters. It is imbued with dramatic rhetoric and playful banter between instruments, with majestic full voice tutties contrasted by passages for solo flute accompanied only by the upper strings.
hope you enjoyed this podcast episode about the Paris musical scene experienced by Thomas Jefferson during the 1780s. For more episodes, look for our Musical Rediscoveries podcast on Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts. And for more information about musicians of the Old Post Road, visit oldpostroad.org.